It is. I'm looking at the stream, and it is so bright in here. <laughs> so very bright. And good morning. GS Plumbing Talk Line is one 800 The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming in a quite bright room for a, for a change. On the WORD Facebook page, and of course the podcast is available at the, on the Odyssey app and 989WORD. You should go check that out. I find it interesting when you look at these uh, enclaves. Which, this, this is, you know, when you, when you look at a blue city, when you look at a blue state, this is what the left wants the entire country to be. Right? They want to have federal everything. Centralized government. So, you know, with, with uh, it, it is very educational at times to look at these places. And San, in, in San Francisco, there's actually some normal people there, but they are sort of snowflakey. And they're beginning to, uh, the, the, the breakdown of law and order is beginning to tell on them. Um, there's a video on, uh, is it X or Twitter? What do they call it now? Anyway. There's a video on X or Twitter, whatever it is, and uh, it, it it's a female, and she she's talking about what happens when she went to go buy groceries, and when she went to buy groceries, somebody came up on her and said, "Get out of my way," or I'll, I'll and he spit in her face, and then <laughs> then she said, you know, she she was outraged, of course, um, and she said, uh, "Did you just do that?" And he said, "Get out of my way, or I'll rape you." And, uh, you know, she says she doesn't go out of her house at night. And this is what happens when she goes out of her house and goes and buy, buys groceries nowadays. Then, <laughs> another, uh, another lady in Oakland says we're pretty much just sitting targets. There's some people in San Francisco right now that are of Asian descent, and they're thinking about moving back to Hong Kong, where they would be under the rule of the Chinese Communist Party rather than stay in San Francisco. <laughs> Imagine that. You know, when it comes, and, and see, this is the thing. This is what they've been pushing everything towards. Because... The foremost human right that we consider on the, on the most regular basis is personal security. And in San Francisco, they have achieved that one perfect medium for them. Now, and I, I guess it's time for government to come in. But, but government's there. It's already there. And all you have in this area is a sense of doom and misery all over, rolling in daily reports. When you go down some of the streets where some of these cars are abandoned and everything else, they'll be filled with addicts. Nobody wants to get on BART, which is their uh, mass transit. So, <laughs> uh, interestingly, James Woods, who's now back on Twitter X or whatever it's called, he, uh, he put out, the globalists are only interested in power. Control is power. 
We've all noticed lately that cash is harder to use. Merchants don't accept it or don't have change. It may be realized that the DAs who don't prosecute crime are helping drive merchants away from using cash. City officials like the mayor there, London Breed, and the now ousted District Attorney Chase Bodine, they're in denial about the problem. And Breed says it's bad press, but Bodine said it was in everybody's head. He'd pull out some data salad to prove what he was saying. And that is, uh, you know, it's sort of a... Uh, Sort of insulting. The other the other problem is that while they've got all these pro programs for homeless, it's not about being homeless. It's about drug addiction, and it is they disguise that as a homelessness problem. And in San Francisco, fifty four percent of the homeless people that are offered shelter decline it. For, for, for a drug addict, it is a very big danger that they would overdose at any given time. And if they do, and they're in a room, then they're just not found for days on end. But there's no question this is about city leadership and what is allowed to happen there. And when you don't stop a crime when it's happening, when you don't stop squalor, when you don't stop... Uh, encampments and all these other things they're just going to happen then you go to the non-city run Presidio Park which is actually administered to by federal authorities and uh, well that all seems to run pretty good <laughs> you look at it you look at a picture of it and I mean it's not the grass is all cut and there's just normal people out there picnicking and sitting around. Nobody's sitting around in a slumped-up, uh, drug-induced stupor or anything like that. Interestingly enough, one thing that you never see happen is you never see a city shift from left to right. And the other interesting thing, and, and this is the part that is... is uh, is it bothers me a little bit because we we rarely ever see the voters hold anybody accountable in these areas where this is allowed to just happen and uh the rest of america is beginning to look at this and say well this is the government you deserve you get what you deserve you get what you voted in which is true but at the same time it's almost like we're getting to uh to a point of enjoying seeing this And you look at these people that want to leave these areas, that can't leave these areas. It'd be interesting to see how they vote. Now, that young white woman that I referenced earlier that put the video out where she was, uh, you know, verbally accosted and spat upon. Um, based on what's been written by others in the comments section of that particular video, you would think, based on that, she votes progressive and will continue to do so. So you, young lady, unfortunately, you will continue to have more of the same of what you got right now. When you talk about a broken political system, it may be people that are unable to change their voting pattern no matter what happens to them, even if they're driven out of their cities 
or terrified going out at night. That may be what makes it broken. Now, interestingly enough, they did get rid of Chase Bodine. They, they, they recalled him and kicked him out. And that was driven by Asian voters in a small turnout election where a leftist alternative was available and Silicon Valley money was behind the effort. So maybe the only way for anything to change in the city is for a law and order progressive, or at least someone who can fool the public long enough that that is what he or she is until he or she gets in office. Sort of like Eric Davis in New York. You know, he was out there. He's a cop. He's police captain. You know, he's law, Mr. Law and Order. And uh, he hasn't made anything better in New York City at all. Anything that can't go on, though, won't. For decades, shareholders and board members and companies refuse to rock the boat. And that has changed, and this may repeat in the Bay Area's failed blue cities. Maybe it is a very long, extended process, and we're still upstream of the falls. The problem is that what is there now, right now, is very apparent to the people there on the ground that live there, and it's not happening at any sort of speed. Although they're very willing to get on you know, social media and complain about it, they're not changing their pattern to make any real serious difference in what they're doing. I don't know. Sometimes I'd like to be a fly on the wall after Congress gets out, you know, after work is over. Where do they go after that? What are they doing? Who are they hanging out with? Are they playing me and you for a fool? This is News Talk 98.9 WORD. You ever notice when they're having these hearings that all of those guys that are in the hearings, they, they know all the camera angles. <laughs> they know all the camera angles. The GS Plumbing Talk Line is 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. I am streaming live currently on the WORD Facebook page and the podcast for Straight Talk Lock and Load. You can find those at... On the Odyssey app. At On the Odyssey. That's not even grammatically correct, is it? My bad. Um, whenever I look at Congress anymore, I'm I'm just I'm 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 completely disgusted because I what are they doing? What are they really doing? Where is the progress? Now I understand that we have a very narrow margin of the House, and we don't have the Senate, and we don't have the presidency, so there's not a lot that can be done. So right now, I would imagine if it was me and I was in charge, what I would be doing is I'd be setting the stage for when I did have some things in place to actually push an agenda out there. So I'd be setting the stage for this. Now, they're talking about some other stuff as well, you know, like... Uh, impeachment and all these other things but i'm very very suspect anymore now the thing the thing about congress is they know the science of putting on a production they're not pretty like they are in hollywood right i mean that's you know i i can i'm in touch with that particular one but i'm not a haggard septuagenarian trying to do what i do 
And I don't have one of those gigantic pill dispensers as part of my EDC. And I don't have it in my appendix carry. So um, I'm not worried about my next bout of arrhythmia. So politics isn't about pretty when you are a politician. You can be ugly and be a politician. Should I, I, I'm not going there just yet. It's about making the decrepit palatable. Just ask them how that worked out in Pennsylvania with Fetterman, for example. All these, you know, and these modes of socialism and Marxism and all the basis perversions that's been normalized. This is what they're trying to push upon you. Formula is easy, too. And and we we all fall for it sometimes. We've all fallen for it. You need a slogan. Simple. And uh, delivered with a lot of negative emotion. Then you have to have a mustachioed villain. That can be figurative or it can be real. I don't know. And when you do that, when you have a villain, when you get out there and say, this is how I feel about this and this is why I can't make it that happen that way because of them. Um, then you got everybody's attention. Until the opposition produces a different shiny object. It's always about the shiny. And... If you can deliver your invective with a smirk, well, guess what? You're going to be getting a lot of camera time. Now, the best venue for celebrating the severity of your ire or the constancy of your passion is in a hearing, a congressional hearing. And we get, that's all I see happening there. Do they ever have votes? Do they ever actually go to the, to the people's house and sit around and do votes anymore. And when you watch, when you watch uh, whatever's going on, there may be some back and forth between the, you know, the right side of the aisle and the left side of the aisle. And uh, the, the, the left side of the aisle, you know, they, it seems like Swalwell and Goldman and that female who doesn't really have a vote from, uh, from the Virgin Islands, it seems like they're always on every committee. And they're very good at stirring the pot. And for their base, that really works good. You know, you got the bad guys talking, then the good guys talk, and then the Congress squints under furrowed brows as they consider this problem, and then you wonder, well, what actually happened? They want to be considered the residents of Mount Olympus. For every issue, when it comes for the House or the Senate, it's like they're they're hitting their marks. They get up there, boom, right there in the camera, you know, perfect talking head spot. Unless you're the murder turtle who, you know, recently he's been seizing up on those. And the issues they talk about are actually very real. The problem is um, what they're going to do about it is probably nothing. Probably nothing's going to come of anything that they're talking about. You've got, you've always got like an entourage. There's never just one guy that walks up and goes, hi, I'm Bill. Well, Bill, where's your entourage? I don't need no damn entourage. Let's talk. All right. This is what I plan to do. I'm one of 435. Of course it's going to happen. <laughs> my, my force of will and, 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 and uh, my, my uh, personality is so much so that I can persuade anybody. But that's what that really all comes down to. Something was really happening. In Congress today, there would be somebody out there building coalitions within the party. 
And the problem with the Republican Party is you got too many, too many chapters. There's too many chapters of it, and um, they really don't know how to play well together. But Congress has devolved into camera angles and social media clicks and sound bites. And then we, the base, we see that and we're like, I'm so happy that I voted for them. And all of this is, uh, this is designed to give you the impression that your elected leader is actually doing something because that's what they're paid to do, right? Or something. All of that raw emotion and pandering and sensationalizing, you know, bordering on the, you know, is this forward motion or what? Or, or is that what we got or what? I don't know. And see, this is not something that can last forever. It's not sustainable to do things this way. But they don't, they, they, they're not trying to do it forever. They're trying to do it in cycles. And the cycles, of course, are, uh, you know, between elections. Now, I'm almost certain, I, I never, you know, I've never been there on one of those things. One of the things I've, uh, like, during a hearing, when they pulled Holder in there, right, and he was in contempt. He was found to be in contempt. I'm, what happened to him? What happened to Holder when he was found in contempt? Well, I can sum it up, but just by just saying nothing. But my whole thought process was that, was that you know, they probably had drinks together afterwards. You know, the, the guys that were just chewing him up on camera, but they probably had drinks afterward. When Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of California, he, he identified something called schma. And schma is a Viennese colloquialism that means gimmick, trick or swindle or falsehood. And in Arnold's vernacular, that was that stuff that you find out in the cow pastures. And he said, that's the secret sauce of politics. Sometimes you go and make a deal, you make a deal behind the scene, and then you go out and attack each other in front of the press in order to satisfy your constituents. But that's politics. I've always thought that. I've always thought that after they get out there, they always refer to each other as their friends on the other side. Well, not the left. They refer to us as Nazis. And then we get attacked and they're like, well, you know, our words don't mean anything, but your words are violence and, you know, all that other stupid stuff that they bring up. Climate, you know, that's one of my favorite things. Is there a consensus? No. <laughs> this is News Talk 98.9 WORD. Indeed. Indeed it is. GS Plumbing Talk Line 1-800-905-0989. The Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line is 71307. And uh, streaming live on the WORD Facebook page. Podcast is available on the Odyssey app. 
What are we told about climate? We're told that there's an overwhelming scientific consensus that man, that, that this is anthropogenic, man-made climate change. But actually it isn't. Because one scientist who used to be one of the climate change scientists and who, uh, I don't know, maybe she woke up or something, um, she decided to get out there and change her stripes. So now she's on a different path, if you will. And uh, she says it's a manufactured consensus. She says that scientists have an incentive to exaggerate risk to pursue fame and fortune because she wants spread alarm about climate change. She published a study that seemed to show a dramatic increase in hurricane intensity. And the media, oh, they loved her so. She says, we found that the percent of Category 4 and 5 hurricanes doubled. This was picked up by the media and then climate alarmists realized, oh, here's the way to do it. Tie extreme weather events to global warming. In an interview, John Stossel said, so all this hysteria is your fault then. <laughs> um, but the more intense hurricanes gave them fuel and she said I was adopted by the environmental advocacy groups and the alarmists and I was treated like a rock star flown all over the place to meet with politicians but inevitably blah, 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 inevitably what happens with these people is that they uh, get out there and there's actual gaps in their research because what they're doing is they're trying to create something and then they form fit everything around it to make sure that that narrative is reinforced. But that's not based on fact. Researchers go out there looking for the facts and they found years with low levels of hurricanes. So Ms. Curry, she gets out there and she does something that most of these climate scientists would not do. She investigated she found out part of what she had discovered was due to bad data. She also found it was part natural climate variability. So she looked up, being the unusual researcher she is, who looked at criticism of her own work and concluded that, that these guys had a point. Then the ClimateGate scandal taught her that other climate researchers weren't so open-minded. And some of these guys, they, had, they, they really tried to hide data suggesting climate change is not a crisis. That was revealed in the leaked emails. It was ClimateGate. And she looked at what they were doing to uh, try to avoid the truth coming out. She said they were very ugly things, avoiding Freedom of Information Act requests, requests trying to get journal editors fired. So she realized that there's a climate change industry that is set up to reward alarmism. And we find, according to her, that the origins of all of this go back to the UN. See, the UN, which we very graciously allowed to be headquartered here in the United States where it's relatively safe compared to other nations even today, um, is people in the UN, there's a lot of people that are anti-American. They're anti-capitalism, too. They hated the oil companies. They seized on the climate change issue to move their policies along. 
So the UN created the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change. And she says the IPCC wasn't supposed to focus on any benefits of warming, which there are many compared to cooling. The IPCC's mandate was to look for dangerous human-caused climate change. Then the national funding agencies directed all the funding, assuming that there are dangerous impacts. And these guys figured out how to get funded. See, you want to get funded so that your little program can go along. You can get paid to do it. It's great. It's stupendous. Um, it, it reminds me of the opening of Ghostbusters. When they're getting kicked out and Dan Aykroyd's like, I prefer to hear the university. They gave us money and equipment and we could do, do You know, they didn't have to actually produce So, if you were one of the ones that got out there and said, I have found some anthro anthropogenic man-made climate change, you could get funded. And that's how the manufactured consensus happens. It's a little bit like the Nigerian prince letter that, you know, he, he sends it out to enough people, somebody's going to come on board and say, yeah, I too want to be a millionaire. And even if a skeptic did get its funding, it's harder to publish because the journal editors now, because they've been fired or replaced, have been replaced by alarmists. She said that the uh, one of the, the editor of the journal called just plain, you know, it's just called science. Uh, he said the time for debate has ended. And she said, what kind of message is that? And they promoted the alarming papers, and they didn't send out the other ones for review. And if you wanted to advance your career, well, you know. And mo you got to understand where most of these guys function. They're at universities. They're not out. They're not out somewhere where they're working a shift and they're coming in. These guys don't know what real daily life is like. They, you know, they. Normally have a big laboratory space. If they break something, it gets replaced immediately. They get lots of grant funding. They, you know, they may be the director of the institute or something. Yes, they're going to go that way because this is where they see career advancement. So what we have is a massive government-funded climate alarmism complex to go along with all the other complexes that we have going on. All of it about money. It's all about money. It's all about power. They want to take you back to the time. They don't even want you to have a horse-drawn carriage. Because horses have flatulence. Plus they're meat. They don't even want that. We're gonna to go to this, we're gonna to go to the 7-Eleven when we get back. I haven't I haven't had an IC in a while. This is News Talk 98.9 WORD, the voice of the Carolinas. I wish I had the music to Beverly Hillbillies right now. I didn't think about this, but 
if you're if you're looking for uh, if you if you want to be a criminal, if you want to be a petty thug, you know, California is the place to be. Movie stars, swimming pools, all that other stuff, you know. In California, you can flourish with such impunity. Now, whoever you're robbing, of course, they're going to go through a little bit of psychological issue, you know, here and there about this stuff. And uh, in places like that, if they intervene, the pro-crime judges, they're going to release the thugs back on the streets and they're going to come after you. Which brings us to, and you know, I've never gotten this right. They're saying it, uh, so this happened in Stockton. See, initially I thought it was in in New York. Anyway. So from here on out, I'm referring to every city that is this way. I'm just going to have one generic term. I'm going to do what the left does to us. Every city out there that does this, you're going to be designated, first of all, blue town. From here on out, you're blue town. And we're talking about the uh, 7-Eleven in Stockton, California, back in July. You had this one guy. He'd already been there two times before, and he was coming back again, and he's getting some... He was he was he was going to snag him some tobacco products. The employee at the shop was trying to reason with him, and tells him that a call will be made to law enforcement. The guy filming all of this says, "Just let him go. There ain't nothing you can do. They're not going to do anything." Then he asks if the owner has insurance. But then the robber tries to leave, and then the owner of the business tries to restrain him, and the. He's heard threatening to shoot the employees at the shop, so the Sikh owner of the shop rushes with him with a stick and pops him 20 times with it. And of course, of course, you know, the thug is stunned because this isn't what's supposed to be happening. The guy filming then sort of gets into this, and criminals being punished is a very rare sight in California. For the bystanders, they, you know, the shock from them, that's also pretty natural to see. Then the rogue, the rogue uh, cigarette thief finally begs to be let go, and the shopkeeper and his assistant comply. And they didn't call the cops, but let him go. Maybe thinking, well, the young man has now been taught his wayward lessons. <laughs> Which what they should have done is they should have called the cops. The, while, the, while the thief was walking out, he asked if he could have a soda. The guy filming took umbrage at this. He said, what kind of nonsense is this? You do all this junk and you want a soda? Get out! In a regular, in a regular society, just a normal society, say like around here, if somebody comes in and tries to rob a shop owner and the shop owner does something about it and stops them, we'd be looking at the shop owner and going, way to go, man. Way to go. Not in California. And see, this is a breakdown because in California, taxpayers go to law enforcement. Law enforcement is supposed to take care of this. So now the Stockton police are investigating the assault of a 7-Eleven robbery suspect by two workers. (laughs) And he, you know, he'd been there on July 28th at 3.41 a.m. He got a bunch of... Apparently... He smokes a lot, so he has to go in there all the time. 
And uh, I guess since it was so easy, he just kept going back to the same place. He So on July 28th, he was there at 3.41 a.m. On July 29th, he was there right after midnight. He didn't come, he didn't get cigarettes that time. He just grabbed a bunch of food and his uh, primary, uh, he doesn't have a backpack. He has a garbage bag. So he just fills up the garbage bag and took a bunch of food. So later that morning, he came back third time, third time's a charm. And yes, it was. He got beat up. The walloping emanated out of frustration and fury. I totally get it. I totally get it. Um, if you ever, ever intervene in a crime while it's in commission, the first thing you do after you do it is you call the cops. You do not get out there and say, well, your lesson is learned now. I, I hope, uh, I hope that you understand that this is not what boys should be doing. You, you, you have your whole life ahead of you, E-I-E-I-O, all that other nonsense. What they should have done is they should have put their knee on his neck while he was down and called the cops and held him there. Oh, Bill, that's just so, that's just so savage. Yeah, you put your knee in their neck. Let me explain something to you. Nobody has the right to come and hurt you or take your stuff. Nobody has that right. It's a very basic premise, okay? I'm not going to get too articulate with it. And, 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 you know, as a matter of fact, let's go all caveman. You come in my cave, you try to take my, you, whatever it is I got, whatever, my rocks, whatever I got in my cave, you come in there and I don't want you to take them, I'm going to stop you. And it isn't going to be fair. And it isn't going to, it isn't going to be pleasant. But none of that would have happened if you hadn't come into my cave. Our former governor got out there and she was making a, you know, she was just making some more word salad. And this time this was a putrid lettuce she was using. My words. (laughs) This is News Talk 98.9 WORD.